This is episode one of a Chosen People podcast on the topic of what it means to please God with special guest Tuan Wright. Welcome to a Chosen People podcast. My name is Lou Obatero, and every Tuesday I share with you conversations I have with disciples from all around the world on how young disciples like myself can live a life worthy of God, what they've learned from personal experiences, and pieces of advice they have for my generation. Together, we explore solutions to modern day problems and what it truly means to live chosen. for long enough, you're aware that God is perfect and all-powerful. So for imperfect, flawed, and sinful people like ourselves, how can we please someone who is perfect? On today's episode, I sit down with media specialist and former team ministry leader Tuan Wright from the Barrachers of Christ in South Florida. Tuan and I discuss subjects regarding our relationship with God and what we can do to obey His commands, including how to deny ourselves, how to cultivate a heart that seeks out the Lord, what to do when we fail to please God, and what is required to be consistent in our faith when tough times arise. All right, man. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for uh, you know deciding to be on here. Uh, so you're basically my my first guest ever. How does that feel? A little awkward. <laughs> but, uh, I guess it can only go up from here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm hoping to get into like the hundreds or so as time goes on. But uh, for those that don't, that aren't um, fully acquainted with Tuan Wright, um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. Let me think of even where to start. I'll, I'll, I'll talk briefly. Um, I'm Tuan Wright. Um, I'm down here in South Florida. Uh, my wife and I live here in South Florida, uh, Broward County to be exact. Um, right now I do a lot of work for the uh, church, I focus on uh, media and, um, and just helping out, you know, the youth. Mm-hmm. That's, that's honestly how, you know, you and I cross paths is through youth ministry uh, back in the day. So it's excited uh, to be able to, to be on this platform with you. Exactly. Wow. You're, uh, an adult. The fact that you said the fact that you said back in the day made me feel so old. <laughs> like it's so hard to hear because I, I still remember, you know, 2016, just when I was moving, um, my family and I were moving out of uh, Canada, you know, to come to Florida. And we had come to the Broward Church, you know, that night. I think it was for like some midweek night. And I got acquainted with everybody. But also, too, you know, you were there and you were teaching the um, the, the, the teen ministries lesson for that night. And I was like, yeah, like this guy's, this guy's dope. You know, I hope I didn't mess you up too much. <laughs> Don't worry. Only a little bit, man. Don't worry. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, from that point on, we basically just had a great relationship. Uh, we would, uh, you know, uh, hang, hang, hang out a lot. We went to that, um, what was that sub place called that you would, uh, take me to? Firehouse, um, oh, firehouse. Uh, it was either firehouse or yeah yeah from what i can remember you know um we would always just hang out you know uh every friday or every other friday whenever i was pretty much free or not doing homework and uh just have great catch-up times you know it it was it was great um 
So I just have a, you know, an important question here. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit philosophical, but, you know, I hope that you don't mind. So how are you doing? Oh, that's philosophical. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's as deep as it can get, man. No, it's the, feel, the human condition. No, I hear you, man. <laughs> um, I feel like um, despite all of the, uh, the turmoil and craziness going around, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace. Mm. I just trust God. I think, you know, it's, it's crazy. And he said it would be crazy. I didn't imagine it looking like the world looks today, but, um, you know, I've got God. You know, I can only imagine the people that don't. It's, it's them that I would be a little more concerned about. But, but for me, I got God. So I feel like, you know, I have a rock, a foundation to, uh, to rely on. So overall, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm doing good down here. We good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. What about the family? How are you guys doing? Good, man. My wife still loves me as much as I know. <laughs> right. As far as I know. Um, we've been growing. Uh, three and a half now. About the same height, but yeah, yeah. He's growing. <laughs> What's her favorite sentence? What's her favorite sentence? Um, can I blink? <laughs> That's awesome, though. At least he's got the, uh, the, the politeness behind it. You know, manners come first, obviously. Right. All right, man. So for today's topic, pretty much uh, the one that we you know talked about beforehand, uh, we were talking about how we how, how we as disciples uh, more so, you know, for the young disciples that are listening can really be be servants from Christ and can please God in the way that he wants us to. So um, what prompted you exactly to want to talk on this topic? I don't know, man. I feel like, you know, it was hard for me to kind of narrow down, you know, I mean, if I could say anything to people that are younger than me, um, I feel like I would definitely, I feel like the thing that that God just kind of continued to kind of put on my heart is, um, is, um, is, is find out what pleases the Lord. You know, that scripture in Ephesians four kept pounding and coming back to me. Um, because I feel like, you know, we live in a weird day and age, you know, as the youth, you know, you're always trying to find yourself. Um, you're always trying to, to figure yourself out. And I think, you know, when you find God, you, you find yourself in the process. And I, I really think that, you know, we live in this weird day and age where, um, where people reach, quote unquote, success overnight. And because everything's online and, um, you know, we have the World Wide Web, um, everybody sees it. So you start to feel like, you know, I really need to have life figured out now. And I remember being there as a youth, mm-hmm. younger person myself. And I think, you know, not that I'm a lot older or older, um, I, I think that's just something that I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I, I would have calmed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to have it all figured out. Now, I think, you know, so much of when, 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 I, when, when God, when he says, find out what pleases the Lord, it sounds more to me like, um, like God wants us to figure it out, like ponder on it, like pursue it, like right. our whole lives to, to pray for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, thinking through th- those words kind of sound more like a, like, you know, continuing to, to journey and experiment. And I think, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, um, 
it's it's important for me to for me to to really um, always go back to to to, to pleasing God. Right. Always go back to pleasing God because I think you know throughout my life, uh, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot is how much vision we should have for our lives. And mm. I'm all for vision. I think we should have vision, but I think God gives us visions. I think for me, I've never been the one to come to a clear conclusion of what God wants me to do. So I'm constantly in pursuit of it. And I feel like, you know, with different stages and chapters of my life, those things kind of change. And um, man, I think as a youth, you just kind of feel like you got, you have to be at the end when, when God, you know, who knows what God wants you to do or who knows what God has for in store for your life um, at different, you know, time periods in, in your life. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I think that's where a lot of it kind of really um, stemmed from. Wait, so you mentioned uh, like visions, right? You know, things that God has given you um, in a sense, you know, uh, to, to, to be able to focus on. What visions have you seen in your life that have been carried out successfully? So that, that's kind of where I was getting at. I think it's going to sound very weird, but um, I don't always have a, um, a clear picture um, of what God wants for my life. Um, that's why I feel like, you know, I used to dread it and hate it, but now I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kinda, I kind of appreciate it because it, it causes me. It just drives me to pray more. It drives me to talk more to him to try to figure that out. It it, it drives me to to to, to try a uh, a lot more things uh, to try to figure out uh, what it is that God wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been some things that I've done in my life that I would have never saw myself doing, um, and there's also things that I've done in my life that I'm surprised. Um, that I, that I'm doing and that I'm able to do it. Right. Uh, you know, when I was, <clears throat> I did youth ministry for uh, man, like seven years. Uh, that was not a part of my plan. I think when I was younger, um, I was actually really into art. I was a pretty quiet kid. If, like I was actually quiet. You were a quiet kid. Point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's no people. way. Crazy wow, that shocks yeah, me. Man, I was, I know, bro. You know, if you talk to people that knew me growing up, they would say <laughs> that guy doesn't talk very much. So it's kind of uh-huh. weird that I even did that for six, seven years of my life. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I went, I, I went to college, and I went to college for media, for graphic design specifically, and and I was just, you know, trying to figure out what I thought I would want to do for my life. Like at, at that point in time, I wasn't, I wasn't really praying to God for an answer. I was just going from twelfth grade to you know the next job, college, at least mm-hmm. for me. So I, 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 um, I got a degree in graphic design, but, you know, going into the ministry and doing youth ministry for those years, I really thought that, um, that that's where God wanted me. And I think he did for the time being, um, you know, he opened up that door and I, I took it, but I think over time, you know, where I am now, uh, you know, right now there's a bigger need for media in the church, you know, and it just so happens that, um, around that same time, you know, so many other things were moved around in the church that it made so much sense for me to, uh, to just transition into a media focus. And because of my background, it was a smooth transition. Um, I still get to work with the youth and help out uh, with youth ministry, which is another thing that I love. 
Um, but I focus a lot on, um, on media and a lot of the, those gifts that God gave me. Mm-hmm. So I would say like the youth ministries thing, thing was like, you know, those were gifts that God kind of awakened in me that I didn't know I had. And then the media were kind of like the things that I could see, uh, from like a young age, um, because I, I've been drawing since before I, man, since as far back as I could remember. Hmm. It's like something I did my whole life, and I kind of, you know, put it to the side for a while, and and now it's like one of those things that I'm I'm really getting back into. I'm relearning a lot of the old, um, and just teaching myself a lot of things that that I that I used to know. But a lot of you know art related things and media, uh, those things really come naturally. So for me, I'm like, um, I don't know, bro. I'm just, I'm trying to live in life and, and asking God, you know, what, what does he want me to do next? And mm-hmm. I think as time goes on, he makes it more and more clear, at least in my, I don't have time to give y'all all of it or give you all of the details. But I do think that as time goes on, God makes it more and more clear uh, the things that he wants me to do. And it's not always the things that I expected or, or the same thing I did last season. Right. And for you, anyways, from what I'm seeing, it was sort of like God pulled at your at your spiritual gifts, you know, the stuff that you cultivated as a young person. And he made it your primary uh, way of worship, you know, through through work uh, to, to, to praise him by Is that. Am I correct in saying that? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because I, totally I, I do. Yeah. I, I agree in that sense that like you, we should focus on our spiritual gifts that we're ha- that, that we're given. A lot of us do know that they that they settled there. A lot of us, you know, I've seen it before that we find joy in giving or find joy in uh, you know going to people's houses, uh, being with them, making people smile, um, uh, playing guitar, you know, uh, music, singing. We have a lot of singers in the uh, Broward Church, but um, I think that that's why God gives us those types of things. Um, so that we can we can emphasize on them and then that we can build on them and not just let them settle um, a bit like that story in like the Bible, you know, with the, with the talent of the 10 talents where the uh, one son, you know, didn't use his uh, wisely. And of course, it went to it went to waste because he just decided to leave it to be for so long. And from what I can tell from you anyways, you you didn't bury your talent. You know, you you went ahead and you multiplied it, which I think is just amazing. I think with the. The, the weird part, like I said, I can't go into all the details because there's so much. Mm-hmm. But I think um, when I graduated college, um, I thought that was what God wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. At that point, I, I was really seeking God and I was really thinking like, okay, um, media, design, art-related things, like this is what you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to use it, um, but, but use me. And at the time, I couldn't even land a job if I if my life depended on it. Hmm. I had wow. a couple of interviews, but I, I um I couldn't land a job. And um during that time I was volunteering for youth ministry. So it was like one of those things I was thinking about but I wasn't sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it got to a point where um it was kinda of like a crossroads where I had to kind of decide and, and at that point in time, uh the door opened up for youth ministry. Um that the door that the door opened up for youth ministry, but the door never really opened up for, for media at the time. So mm-hmm. uh, I went through the, that door and I just kind of learned and grew um, as as the, the years went by. And then, like I said, here we are now, a few years later, and then the media door op- re- opens up 
um, and I'm able to just kind of, you know, get back into something else that I, that I, um, I really did love. How do we prioritize our spiritual needs over our worldly wants? How do we prioritize our spiritual needs over our worldly wants? Like suppose, like I'll give you an example. Suppose that I, um, I'm asked by my ministry to um, pick up three people for church or something like that, um, you know, that go to USF, right? And uh, they don't have cars, but, you know, obviously I, I have my own, but I don't want to be responsible for dropping them all back off, right? And, you know, I, I feel like I have the gift of being able to do that. And in, in doing so, I'm pleasing God because I'm helping out others. Um, but myself aside is telling me like it's a waste of gas you know like these people are heavy it's gonna be costing like a whole extra and they might not even pay me back for the trip so um how do we overcome those types of thoughts how do we overcome those types of thoughts i think um i don't know bro i mean i'm i'm pretty simple i think self denial was um is just a huge part of of, of christianity you said self-denial yeah, mm. uh, denying ourselves um, with, you know, when the things that we want kind of overpower what we need. I think for me, it's hopefully this makes sense. I think, you know, I, I kind of imagine, I try to imagine life down the road. Mm. Try not to live so much in the moment, you know. A lot of times, you know, when you, um, when you're called by God to do something, or, or, or when you call by God to, um, yeah, when you call by God to do something, I think, I think, um, you know, sometimes in the moment you don't feel like it, but a lot of times when you go against, you know, what you're feeling, you look back and you feel, you feel good about it. Uh, you feel like you, you made the most of that opportunity. You feel like you pleased God. You feel like, you know, you, you were living for something, you know, more, more than just yourself. I think it's, it's 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 just one of those things where you 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 have to just get out of your feelings. I think it's hard to see the spiritual, so sometimes you can learn from even the things that we can see physically. You know, mm-hmm. you know five, ten years from now, um, the things that are need versus the things that I want. You know, it's what what's going to really matter. You know, a lot of times we 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 live our lives that way. You know, we don't live our lives just kind of focused on all of the things that we want, overpowering the things that we really need, because we know, you know, years later, um, we're not going to get what we actually want. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get what we want. Right. That, to that's the gratification. Exactly. But we're not going to, we're going to miss out on what we really want or what we actually want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing, bro, is just honestly just remembering the Lord. I think, you know. Uh, the more we can sit down and just kind of think about God, all he's done, who he is, um, he just cross-multiply God's value by our gratitude and appreciation. Mm -hmm. We come into such a crossroads when it comes to doing what's right and then doing what we feel is right. Right. Those are completely two different things. There's a huge dichotomy there. Um, And the 
what I do at least, you know, to discern between the two, obviously, apart from reading the Bible and praying about it, is I try to rationalize um, not, not the bad stuff, not, not the bad choice, but I try to rationalize the, the good decision, right? The decision that I know in my heart is correct. And I rationalize it by how is it going to affect me, you know, in, in, in my future? And how is it going to affect others? For example, um, this is just a very strange thought that I have a lot, but I think about like my children that I might have in the future, right? right. I think that if I were to have been a, a cheater, uh, you know, on tests in a middle school, right? And I would, you know, like look over people's shoulders and I'd, you know, get into a habit of it. And then I live my life, become a Christian and everything like that. Uh, and then, you know, I have my, my kids come up to me and then they ask me, hey, dad, you know, like, did you cheat when you were in middle school, <laughs> like on tests and stuff? Mm-hmm. And I've, of course I have to tell them the truth. And I tell them, right. yeah, I did. Now in their minds, cheating is a bit more rational. They know that it's the wrong thing to do, but they can also say that someone who is their father, who hopefully I'm hoping that they look up to, is someone who thought that cheating was permissible. So because of that, it's impacted my future from the moment that I'm at right here. Well, I'm not in middle school right now, but, you know, when I was in middle school or even just now, the the choices that we make right now have huge implications, most of which we don't see to come, but they do happen. And I think that that's, that's, that's part of the, the real deepness that comes behind pleasing God. That's how I see it anyway. I try to rationalize and look deeper into what I'm doing that I know is correct rather than just saying, oh yeah, you know, God wants me not to swear at school or whatnot. Yeah, so if, if faith is required to please God, how can we practice keeping our faith and keeping continuous in our faith and not letting it drop or, or dwindle? Um, and I, I think, um, I think, I think through constant, uh, reflection, mm. like a, a huge part of life, man, is really, you know, examining the scriptures and examining yourself, you know, looking at your, your, your own life, asking yourself, you know, simple questions, bro, at times, you know, like what, what have I done in faith? Mm. When's the last time, Uh, you know, how many times? I think questions like that, looking back, you can kind of measure just progress. Um, Not in the sense of like, you know, a grading scale, like A, B, C, D, that's that's not necessarily the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of it is just, is, is my faith even, um, even there, mm. you know, I think looking back gives you a better view of that because, you know, when you live in life the day to day, there's so many things to do. Really easy to, to get busy with life. Oh, really I know that. Yeah. With, yeah. It's, it's easy to get busy with even Christianity where you're doing a lot of Christian things, but you may not necessarily really be living out faith. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you stop to, to look back on your life and just how things have been going um, that you really can, can, can see, you know, a, a better idea of where your faith is at. Mm-hmm. Right. Christianity can really just become this one big routine. You know, you just become super religious and, and not necessarily um, 
the righteous man that God is trying to, you know, make, make you into. Mm-hmm. So I really do think just, you know, having that time uh, to rest, um, reflect, and just, you know, examine yourself. Now, when you say reflection, are you talking about reflecting on what God has done for us or what, like, we've done for God or both? So I think I think both, but you know, just for the sake of this question, I'm I'm really talking about checking ourselves. Um, like, what have we done? Ah, okay, I guess in you faith. Mm-hmm. In faith, not 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 you know, because there's a lot of things that that we can do. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're 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 like, um, in faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a faith faith related thing. Um, yeah, to have done. No, there's that verse that talks about how, you know, our deeds without faith are, in a sense, a uh, resounding gong. Um, right. Is that is that faith or love? I actually, you mix, you mix in a couple of passages. But oh, is it it's love? Well, it's, yeah, it talks about lo- love. Oh. <laughs> love. <laughs> My it, says, it says, um, um, um it, it gives a list of things, but it says without love. Yeah, it's like a resounding love. Mm-hmm. I think that, no, sorry. The faith one is, um, it talks about how, um, faith without deeds is dead. Right. That's the one. Yeah. I just, I, I forgot where it is in the, in the Bible. Right. Right. So, you know, if, if your faith is alive, you'll have something to show for it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to do that every once in a while to take that time. Uh, even in my quiet times, I, every once in a while will try to, examine how far i've come because mm-hmm. as of uh september 20th which was i think like uh six days ago yeah i uh was able to celebrate my five-year anniversary of nice. being a disciple yeah I, uh, thank you thank you now i always like think back to like that day at the um the the west region church of christ in um toronto that day that mm-hmm. like it was like my my, my dad my mom my uh the, the preacher um kevin herka uh my team leader uh thor Bellarde, you know everybody that was just around me um i remember just the feeling i almost felt like i was being invited into another family uh it, yeah it was amazing but you know trying to look back on that day makes me feel like this was such a such a right decision it was such an amazing decision and five years from it I can still say that with full sincerity that I made that right decision that day. And it hasn't been easy at all, but it's good to see that. Um, but more importantly, I think that I see where my faith has gone up and where my faith has gone down. And the majority of the time it's been due to my lack of good judgment. Um, hmm. Maybe I, you know, trust the wrong people. Maybe my, I, I expose myself to, um, too much of something like social media, you know, for example. Um, and like, you know, I feel bad about like the bad news that's happening across the world, but then I'm realizing I'm the one who exposing myself to that bad news and I'm not doing anything actively to, to make it better. You know, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm not doing anything progressively to do that. So when, when the distance between us and God gets greater, it's always because we are the ones who are um, walking away or, who are, or who are creating that distance. God stays the same. For the math nerds out there who might be listening, I mean, we know about like a circle and like a radius, pretty much. The radius continually, or um, what's the math term? Exponentially grows 
I guess you could say, the more that we decide not to take like a deep dive into our faith or to take a, you know, to take deeper dives every single day into our faith. If we just let it plateau, we become lukewarm. And if that happens, you have that exponential growth or I guess in this sense, exponential depreciation of Mm -hmm. faith. And it's the opposite way when we come closer to God and we become better. It becomes exponential. God continues to help us to get closer. And then we continue to grow in our knowledge of how to get closer. And it becomes clearer and clearer on how exactly we can strengthen um, our, 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 our relationship with God. So another question that I just have for you here is for young disciples kind of specifically, how do we have faith? How, how, how can we have faith in difficult situations? You know, um, there's not exactly one that I can pinpoint because a lot of us go through a lot of things, but um, I guess that if I could touch on one, like mental health, right? Um, it's something that a lot of us have to face. I mean, I know that one in three Americans, pretty oh, one in three, either one in three Americans or one in three um, human beings in general ha- uh, deal with anxiety, right? And it's not just something that you can wish away or medicate away. It's something that we have to deal with day in and day out. And obviously it's something that affects our faith, a lot of us, because the opposite of trust is worry. And a lot of us have to deal with that. So how how would you say that we can continue to have our faith in the midst of panic, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of uh, a loved one dying or uh, even just this pandemic right now um, that's been going on. How, how, how do we, how, how would you say that we do that? To answer your question, I think, um, I don't know, bro. I think, uh, you know, all throughout scripture, you know, God, God, God never promises that everything's going to be good. Mm. All throughout scripture, it's like, you know, bad, bad's going to definitely happen. You know, bad happened to, to the son of God. It rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew talks about, that you know we're we're gonna we're gonna go through storms, right? There's gonna be bad times, and you know the Bible. I really think you know gives those forewarnings for us to prepare ourselves. I think you know when 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 uh when difficult times come, um, or when hard times come, how, how should one have faith? I think. I think you use the faith that you have left hmm. wow. on those things that, that you, you, you use up and then you re up and, you know, you store it for another time. I think, you know, during the off seasons, when it's not hurricane season, you know, you should be strengthening those muscles in those times trying to get solid, you know, pumping yourself up with faith. Um, because you know, you know, one day a challenge is going to come. You know, the longer the longer you're a Christian, uh, the longer you realize you're going to need that faith. Another thing is just remembering the Lord. I think, man, the more you you know God, man, you know how much He cares. You know that He's there for you. I think those things, man, really, really can anchor your soul and and put you in the right place. You know, during those times where you're second guessing, you know, who knows what, or you're feeling who knows what, you know. Having scriptures memorized um, is just a huge support. It's uh, it's just it's just something that that can easily get you back on track. 
you know, even when it's hard, things are hard to believe or, or God feels like he's not there. Just having those scriptures that tell you that he is mm-hmm. um, a lot of times is, is something that really can turn someone around or really help someone get through a, a difficult time. You know, remembering that God is the all powerful, the, all, the almighty, um, that, that, that he's got the whole, he's still got the world in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that song. I still yeah, remember yeah. that song. I still even just sing it in my head every once in a while. It's I know. Just right it's, there. It's, a good, it's a good reminder that, you know, even even during the bad times, God's still in control. Mm-hmm. God still is bigger uh, than the situation. And I feel like that's, it's, it's said, like that, that, that phrase is said um, so much, you know, within the church. And, um, in my opinion, anyways, that 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 phrase, you know, that 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 God is so much powerful, that um, God, is, you know, that God's got the whole world in His hands. I think that, at least for a kingdom kid like myself, it's been so ingrained that it almost feels like I start to lose the actual essence of what that really means. Like it almost feels like sometimes He doesn't, um, because we watch the world, we see what happens around us. Um, with the riots that are going on right now, with COVID, with uh, the election right. coming up, you feel like this, that, that, where, where, you know, where is God? Where, where is God's presence in there? And at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, it seems to me that this world, this current world that we're living in, the state of um, the human existence anyways, is morphed by sin. It's morphed mm-hmm. by the sins of our grandfathers and our grand grandfathers and our great 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 grand poppies and right. you know it's it's not it's not our fault but it's not god's fault either and i think that of course that's why um you know a lot of verses and a lot of um you know uh christian scholars do talk about how satan is he, he technically has the domain of this world um and I think that's just something to remember when we do feel like when we do hear that, that God has the whole world in his hands, that Satan still does have control um, when it comes to our sin. But I think that God has control when we choose to overcome that sin, when we choose to do what's right and what he's asked us to do. And I also wanted to just go back on a point that you just said before um, about how, you know, you use the faith that you have. That is such a great, a great quote. Um, I love it. Like I, I kind of, I want that on like a t-shirt immediately. I'm, I just, I would just wear that. I, that would be like my favorite pajama shirt. It's over. I, I, I think you, you know, you got to trademark that actually. Just, just trademark it. I'm uh, sure that's not even original. <laughs> Somebody said it. Maybe. I mean, you know, you, you could twist the words around. Hopefully, don't get caught by plagiarism or anything. But right, right. No, use the faith that you have. It actually, um, it reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite shows of all time called the boondocks have you ever seen it it's like a it's an anime that is focused on it's, it's sort of it's, it's kind of like a cartoon anime and it's focused on these two kids riley and Hugh, and they live with their grandfather and um you know every single episode something crazy happens but it mostly just focus, focuses on their black existence and um you know their lives and how they manage um, the world as like these two young kids and 
uh, everything that goes around. You know, it's 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 mostly just satire, but it's it's hilarious. And um, there's this one quote that's from there that's kind of like what you said. So maybe you might not be able to trademark it. <laughs> um, where the 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 grandson uh, Huey he asks his grandfather. He's like he says, um, "What do you do when you can't do nothing, but there's nothing that you can do?" Right. And I remember hearing that and I was stumped and the grandfather, right. Cause he's just very, this like, you know, wise and knowledgeable guy, but he's also pretty funny. He responds, he says, you do what you can. I, I, I remember hearing that or watching that back when I was, yeah. um, you know, like, like I think about 15 or so. And I actually, it hit me, you know, because like I, I attributed it not just to my faith, but just to life in general, that when we, don't have much strength left and we have to do something very important then we we have to use the strength that we have we got to use the strength that we got and with the relationships that we have with god it's so intimate that we're able to go back and we're able to ask god for more um help for more um strength that we're not just left to our own devices but we have somebody that can that can supply us with more equipment, I guess, to handle what, what is to come. Right. Um, no, it makes me think of, um, of, um, of Gideon, you know, when God called Gideon, mm-hmm. you know, Gideon made up every excuse. Um, and, and Gideon talked through just how weak he was and God said, go in the strength you have. That's yeah, God, that's true. God really does just want for us to, to rely on him. And mm-hmm. we forget sometimes, you know, who we have access to that sometimes God wants us in those positions where we can't do anything mm-hmm. that he has to come through. You know, we can think about Moses, you know, opening the Red Sea. Um, God did it. We talk about Moses being the instrument, but, but God was the one that did it. And it was at a point where there was nothing else Moses and the Israelites could do, mm-hmm. uh, but rely on God and let God be God. and and man be man, right? As, as human beings, we're all, we, we all have limits. Mm-hmm. So just another question here. Who, who would you say is a great biblical model of someone who pleased God the way he wants us to? Uh, man, um, there's a lot of biblical characters that I feel like, you know, had their moments. Um, but. Jesus did human best. Hmm. Um, I hate to go there uh, because that's like a, a no-brainer. No, it's fine. It's but, but honestly, man, I think Jesus is 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 um, indisputable. You know, there's no rival. You know, and Peter talks about leaving us an example so that we should follow in his steps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think uh, you know. Who better to talk about in terms of pleasing God than, than Jesus? You know, and, and when Jesus got baptized, bro, it's like a voice came from heaven saying, for this is my son, uh, um, and for him I, I, I am pleased. You know, and this is, this is before, you know, his ministry. This is before Jesus goes to the cross and, you know, God is, is, is proud of him, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, you, you you stop to think about you know that point in time. I'm trying to imagine like if, if a voice came from this guy saying it's just like, I wonder who heard it. I wonder if, if they even talked about it. You know, some people probably thought they were going crazy. Like, did you did you hear that? Like, yeah. Where is this coming from? Where is that voice coming from? Yeah, I know. 
But at the end of the day, you know, God, uh, God, God made it a point to put it in the scriptures that, that he was pleased with Jesus early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, we hear it, we see it, we see why uh, through the rest of his life, you know, um, and this is Jesus, like I said, at, at, at 30, you know, like 30 years of, of pleasure, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then I remember uh, another passage, bro. And uh, man, like John, I think it was John 8, Jesus is getting into it with the Pharisees and he goes as far as saying, um, for I always do what pleases him. Like what? Like, mm-hmm. bro, who, who says that? <laughs> Who, who can say that and not be lying? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you always? <laughs> right. Like, how do you always please mm-hmm. God? And, and, you know, it was nothing but the truth. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's miraculous, man. It's amazing what, you know, Jesus was able to accomplish while he was here on earth. It's amazing how he was able to just be steady and that, you know, that, that, uh, and be steady in pleasing the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. That's something I want for my own life is just this steadiness of, of pleasing God, you know, with everything I do, with everything I, I go through, you know, I, I want, I want for that to be. That's a great point. That's just a great point. Um, another question that I just had here is Romans 10 verses 10. And this is the new living translation. I don't know why I accidentally went to there, but um, when I wrote this, but says, uh, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing in, with your mouth that you are saved. So my question for you is, how do we practice having a heart like it describes in this verse? Um, hopefully this answers the question, bro. I think, um, I think it's your devotion, man. Mm-hmm. I think you got you to gotta prepare your heart for God. Um, it takes practice. Um, that's the only way. Mm-hmm. to accomplish it. You know, you talk about David. They say David was a man after God's own heart. Um, you got to go after God's heart. You know, and, you know a lot of times you got to ask yourself, you know, what am I, what am I really after? What are the other things that I'm pursuing uh, that maybe put God in second, third, fourth place? Um, but when that's your heart, man, like when your heart's to, to find, you know, God's heart, to, to please God's heart, um, you just can't bear to to let him down. Mm. You, know, you can't bear to to disappoint him. Mm-hmm. You know, young David, young David, to be specific. You know, um, man, he, how many times did he have the opportunity to kill or harm Saul, <laughs> and he, he he didn't take him. Yeah. You know, he didn't take him, and and what stopped him? It was it was always you know what what stopped him wasn't just what what he thought, but he thought what what god thought mm-hmm. and that was enough to to keep him from from harming um saul right is is worrying more about what god thought about the matter even though uh, saul was trying to kill him he literally right. tried to like you know and, and it's, kill it's him like the spear. it's like the opportunity was just handed to him um but he didn't take it man because he really thought through what god thought about it you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> in other words i think um, in other words, it's, it's God, you know, what do you want, what do you want above even what I want? Mm-hmm. You know, this, the whole idea of devotion, you know, you bring everything to God, you know, God, you know, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? 
Right. God, this is what I'm feeling. What do you feel about that, God? This is what Mm -hmm. I want. But what do you want? You know, we see a lot of that in Jesus before he goes to the cross. It's just a a great example and highlight of what a devoted life to God really looks like. Mm -hmm. A, A life that is focused on pleasing God alone. Mm-hmm. And putting him first, putting him even above the desires of your own self. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Because we're all, we're all going to hit, you know, we're all going to get to that point where we, you know, we hit points in our life where we, it brings us to our knees. It's just that, you know, not everybody brings those things to God, you know, losing a loved one, maybe finances, parenting, I don't know, grades, I guess for your age group, mm-hmm. um, you know, but not everybody welcomes God in and it's not you know just the the hard times that that I'm talking about but you know the consistency of having all times with God you know when when you think about like a deep friendship or relationship with someone else you don't just share and talk to them when things are tough right you share your your lives together Mm -hmm. and God really is looking for that that's what helps us to have to have that heart that's what helps us to um you have to live that out. Right. Such a good point. Um, it's true, you know, and it, it can be humbling at times to remember that we're not the centers of our lives. We're not the, 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 the one who we're, that we're not the sole person, this person who we're trying to uh, keep alive. You know, we also too, we're, we're keeping our souls alive because our relationship with God is in a sense also too alive. Um, and it can be very selfish kind of to, to, to live like that. Now, our paths are not perfect. Of course, we do stumble and we, you know, mess up a lot of times, I think. Um, and failure is inevitable when it comes to it. Not failure that is final or fatal, but failure that puts us on the wrong path um, before we have to, you know, turn back to repentance. Um, so what should our reactions be when we fail? to please God or to do the right thing. Uh, get used to it. Jeez. Honestly, a part of that is right. But, uh, no, nah, man, our, our reaction should be um, godly sorrow. <clears throat> I think you should be disappointed that you disappointed God. Mm. Uh, I just think you don't need to stay there. You know, look at characters like Judas. Judas stayed there. But, you know, people like Peter and Paul, you know, they failed God but um, they were able to make the most of it, you know, and, and it's godly sorrow that brings out a lot of what God I think really wants from us. You know, godly sorrow is what leaves no regret. Um, godly sorrow is what leads to, to, to life. Mm. Um, I think you just apologize and mean it, you know, mm. uh, when you're given a chance or another opportunity, just make it count. To be sincere in our repentance, yeah. not just saying like, oh, sorry, God, and then going back to do it again, right? Yeah, apologizing and mean it. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by repentance. I think you, you'll show a lot of your repentance with your actions. Like, if you really mean it, there, there'll, there'll be a difference the next time. Um, but I think, you know, make the most of the next opportunity that you're given. There's nothing you can do about the last one. Exactly. You, you failed, you messed up, you blew it, whatever. Um, but, you know, remember to just continue to strive for a past grade in God's grade book. 
sometimes bro, I think we just get stuck, stuck on a loss that we throw away the next opportunity um, to be victorious and win. I think you just take the L, learn from it, you know, don't waste life's education, uh, get over it, move on, mm-hmm. and go for the win, the next win. Exactly. You know, how many people, how many people have never experienced a loss like that? There's all of us have failed and fallen, messed up, right? Yeah. I don't know a single person who hasn't. Bro, you know, how many of the the people that we would call the goats in their respective area Mm -hmm. um, have never lost a race, have never missed a shot? Um, No one is undefeated, bro. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Uh, We've all failed and and we will fail. Uh, It's it's, it's one thing that helps us to rely on God is is, is our failures and and going back to him to... um, to do better next time. Mm. You know? And it's such a scary thought to know that we will not be perfect. In it, right. That there is right. A, a threshold in which we can pass that. Um, I think that our failures just become part of our character almost that we, we, we become numb to it. Um, my, my, one of the disciples from, um, from, from Broward, uh, his name is uh, TJ Barreca. I know that you know him too. Um, I remember that when he was uh, talking to me once, you know, about about sin, really, and just how ingrained it can become in our lives. It's a bit like a uh, an arrow, you know, like the like you know, like the end of an arrow. Um, how it's just like that sharp, pinpointed uh, metal piece, kind of right. Um, right. So he kind of likened it to sin being the arrow, and then our hearts being, you know, our hearts in this metaphor. Um, and as we continue to sin, we continue to, to turn that arrow, right. To rotate it on our heart. And the first times, of course, right. That you, that you do that, like when, you know, and you, you see like a candy bar in the, in, in the store, right. And, you know, you decide to steal it first time, you know, you're, you're, you're mad scared. You're like, oh my gosh, like I just did this. Like I was like, you know, it's crazy and stuff. Um, but you know, you probably don't get caught. You know, the only thing that you have really to fear is, is God's judgment in the future, you know, during judgment day. But you're like, that's like years off, you know, then you do it again and it hurts a little bit less because that hole is already there, you know, and it it digs a bit more and you continue to go more and more. You can do to steal more candy bars. And eventually that arrow is now so deep in, 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 into your heart that there's just a hole there where it has created that circumference where it's, it's not, it's not even hitting your heart anymore. It's just, it's numb, you know, and you, and and you don't feel it. You just feel like it's something that, you know, you always were used to doing. And um, I think that that's, that's exactly how sin can get ingrained in us and how we can fall into the trap of not using our, our gifts properly, not being able to please God in the way, in, in the way that we need to, because we can just become very numb to, like, oh, you know, I don't need to go feed the homeless. I don't need to come to church every single Sunday. I mean, you don't, right? But where's your heart at? Like, are you not doing that because you got three exams coming up this week? Or are you not doing it because you're tired and, you know, you just want to play Among Us or something like that, you know? So another question, how how would you say that we make that we can make pleasing God less of a chore and more of a desire. 
I think uh, I think desire is honestly what what trips people up, what what uh what people get caught up on. I don't, I don't think it's as much mm-hmm. about a desire than it is about um just the decision. Um, and you, you just have to decide that I want to please the Lord. Mm. You know, are you dedicated? Are you devoted to that? I know we've been using that word um, a lot throughout the podcast. But yeah, man, is Jesus Lord? Is God God? Right. Do I love God? Because you know, scriptures say if I, if 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 I love God, then I obey Him, and that's whether I want to or not. You know, Jesus did not want to go to the cross. He made that perfectly um, clear. Mm-hmm. Are there like, um, in your opinion, are there like explicit signs of uh, a deteriorating heart kind of, or a deteriorating relationship with God? Um, is there a sign of like a deteriorating Like that, that going to church and, you know, fellowshipping and um, sharing the message of God, uh, that those, it starts to feel like a chore or like an extracurricular more than something that you, you know, decides to devote your life to years or months ago. So I think everybody, I won't say everybody, I can't speak to everybody, but I would say, I think, I think most people go through that phase to where you have to transition from the falling in love stage to the striving to remain in love. Right. It, it, it becomes, it becomes a little more, um, for lack of a better wording, um, like work. Mm. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a good work, right? Because it's all really, it's all your intimacy with God. You know, it's how deep is your love for God that keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Um, how close you are to God. You know, you, you when the closer you are to God, the more you know what God wants. And the more you know what God wants, if you really love God, um, you try to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you want to or not, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that God called us to do um, that we oftentimes don't want to do. But I think, you know, what, what, can, what can tell whether, you know, these things are deteriorating is how often you don't do them. It's how often you disobey. It's how often, you know, you, you know what God wants, but you choose uh, not to do it uh, to where you get to this um, extreme level of, of carelessness, mm-hmm. at least about less about what God feels and thinks and more about what you feel and want, um, you know, and, and, and that's what, that's when you, you put God in the back seat. Um, he's no longer, you know, King, no longer Lord. Uh, now he's just another acquaintance that you have in your life. Exactly. And you, you know, you miss, you miss, you miss, uh, the intimacy, you know, like, you know, just like with other relationships that you might have, um, the, the closer you get, the more time you spend together. Um, hopefully the more you care about each other, mm-hmm. each other's feelings where it's not all about you, right? One side of relationships don't usually last. They don't do very well. It's like a, a a mutual type thing where we're both really pursuing each other mm-hmm. with God. You really gotta, you, you strive, you decide I'm gonna pursue him. Right. Like when we, I know we talked about David being a man after God's own heart. 
I feel like that that's that's what it was. I think when we started this conversation, I was saying that you know it's it's a lot like a journey and experimentation because you're always trying to figure it out, like what pleases God, what pleases God, what pleases God, and when you find those things, when you figure those things out, um, at that point you have a decision to make: mm-hmm. you're gonna do it or you aren't. And it's easy to do the aren't. Easy to not do it, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, real people that are really madly, insanely in love with God follow through with their commitment mm-hmm. to let God be above even their own self. Exactly, because there's an there's like an accountability uh, aspect to that as well. That God's not just going to make your relationship better with Him just because you pray about it. It's right. our job to be the ones to pull ourselves up and actually, you know, walk towards him instead of just asking him to like magically make us float towards him. It's it's an effort. Mm-hmm. It's an actual effort that's day in and day out that you're trying to do this. Not <laughs> like boot camp, I guess you could say, because maybe I'm ma- maybe I'm painting a, a bad image of that. It's not um, a forceful thing that it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're a Christian now. Thou shalt never mess up again. No, it's um, being willing to, despite the mistakes, still get up and and, and walk towards God, even though you're having difficulties because it's your relate. It's your relationship with God. But more importantly, it's your it's your job to kind of like keep it holding up. God is always going to be doing his part in the relationship to keep it up. And he's always going to be um, on that side of devotion with us that he cares for us and that he loves us. And it's just like you said, that a one-sided relationship does not work and it does not last. It's terrible for the person who's actually putting in the work. And Mm -hmm. internally, it's terrible for the person who's not doing any work at all. There's There's a, there's like a, uh, a degree of surrender that we have to come to terms with, I think, right. because we don't have enough power to, to, to hold the world on our backs. That's for God right. to do. And he volunteers right. to do that for us. That's just so right. powerful. If there was, um, if there's one characteristic that we, that we can have to have the, to, 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 to please God, in the way that he wants us to please him, what would you say that characteristic is? Just just one characteristic. Uh, man, a couple come to mind, but man, if I had to narrow it down to one, I'm going to go with faithfulness. Mm. And why do you say that? First of all, God gives us that for free. I guess the fruit of the Spirit. So I, 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 the fact that the Spirit gives us to it, you know, really shows that that God wants us to have it, and, and that that we need it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, when you stop to think about, you know, what's going to get you through is is faithfulness. But you know, faithfulness kind of over um, it kind of covers all the bases, man. Like you know, even when you fail or when you fall short or when you make a mistake, you know, are you still gonna be continue to be faithful to God you know even when you aren't faithful to God you know are you going to continue to to get back on the horse and 
and fight for um right fight for right. your relationship with them um but if i could if i could say man if there's one characteristic i think it's faithfulness because you know it, it, i think in in faithfulness we you, you see a lot of selflessness and faithfulness you see a lot of um loyalty and faithfulness you see a lot of um just a decision to um to never to never give up on god mm-hmm. and, and do the best you can um to live for him uh for the rest of your life through the good times and the bad through the failures and the uh the victories that is amazing man that is that's awesome just such great advice honestly i think that I wish that I had that, you know, uh, five years ago when I first, you know, started my journey uh, with Christ. And I, I, I know that for a fact, everybody could use that. Everybody could use a little bit of faithfulness, you know, well, a, lot, a lot of faithfulness more so enough to get us through the day, really. But um, but yeah, no, this has been such a great conversation, man. I just uh, wanted to thank you again so much for um, hopping on this call and, and, and being with me and um, talking to just everybody who's listening right now. Um, about this and hopefully they can apply it to their lives too because that's that's the reason why we're here that's the reason why we're we're on earth to to use what we're what we're taught and to run with it um so i just wanted to wrap it up with just this uh final question i kind of want to make it a tradition i don't know how far it's going to go but um it's it's unrelated to the topic that we were talking about but it's just a you know a wrap-up question so if you could go back in time right you know, you, you somehow found a time machine slash you built a time machine somehow with your, um, you know, your spare tools or whatnot. Um, and you could go back to the day that you first became a disciple, right? You know, you, you, you went, you go back in time and you just see yourself come out the water, you know, and everybody, and everybody's, you know, congratulating you and stuff. Um, and you get to be face to face with yourself on that first day that you came out of the water. What advice would you give yourself? I'll give you time. All right, I'll I'll cut this out too. No, it's all good. I think <clears throat> um, I would tell myself that God really wants the relationship, mm-hmm. so give God what He wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell myself to chill, like simmer down, like my grandma used to say, <laughs> um, and give God time to speak and speak to God. You know, I think. I'm I'm a I'm a doer by nature, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm really think good at or really kind of focused on you know what I can do for God. But one of my weaknesses sometimes is just that relationship, that bonding time with God, that that time to take it uh, deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times I think in life, you know, you're so focused on doing things for God that you don't really spend enough time with God. You know? And a lot of times that's, that's really what he, what he wants. I mean, you know, he, he wants both, but I think you know, one of the things that I feel like I lack at times is just uh, deeper devotion. You know, I think, you know, God, God, honestly, I feel like is always talking. Um, and, you know, maybe the radio is on and it's not that God is like speechless. It's just that at times we can be reachless hmm. um, where he's, he's it's like, you know, he's trying to get to you. He's trying to talk to you. He's trying to build with you and, and, and grow closer to you. Um, 
But man, like, you know, you just so much noise in your ears, you know, so many things to do, people to see that, you know, even even having a relationship with God, you can you can uh you can lose it by living for him kinda of, weirdly enough. Yes, that's the best way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Even though you're, you're living for God, sometimes you forget about God in the process. Mm-hmm. So to give God what he wants, to, to bond with God, to take the relationship deeper, because in a nutshell, right, like God wants our time, right? Yeah. Wow. God wants our time. God, God wants, um, you know, when you start to think about Jesus, man, you see a lot of Jesus, Jesus just um, is praying and talking to God constantly. Mm-hmm. I think when you stop to think about the cross um, in the garden, you know, what did Jesus do? He shared, you know, his feelings with his disciples, but then he went off and, and he spoke to God about it. Right. You know, things that God already knew, but, you know, I just think it's in those moments where you really see um, just how seriously Jesus took the relational side of his relationship with God. Um, and I think that's what really, um, and like, I think that's what really is what led to a lot of the actions that we see. Mm-hmm. It's those times that we don't read as much about. Um, those times where Jesus was just with God. You know, there, there's there's even times in the scriptures where he would get away from people, like when when uh, John the Baptist was beheaded. You know, he 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 got away from people, and it says you know, he spent time with God. I think sometimes, man, spend God time with God daily, but but never really enough. Mm. You know, you think about let's just think about you know we're you know, loved ones, sometimes you can look at loved ones and you're like, man, like, who knows how much time I'm going to have to spend with them. So you try to spend more time with them. And I think likewise with God, obviously we'll spend eternity with him one day, but, you know, you don't want it to be like something that's new to you. Um, heaven, you want it to be um, like just a continuation of, of, of what already was. Except now you can spend even more time. Hopefully that makes sense. That's no that that is perfect, honestly. That that is amazing, man. That's awesome. Just such inspirational words from you, man. It's 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 always a pleasure to, you know, to to speak with you and uh to have these great times. Well just wanted to thank you once again for coming on to the show and um you know, I hope that you can just continue to stay safe and and uh that your relationship with God can continue to strengthen. Amen, bro. All right. All right, that wraps up today's episode of the Chosen People Podcast. Please make sure to share this episode with someone you think would benefit from what we talked about today. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow this podcast and never miss a new episode. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, make sure to subscribe as well. This episode is just minutes of your time wasted if you only listen. So if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to use what was taught today and apply it to your lives. And a quick reminder to you all, no matter what religion or race or creed or gender you are, you are loved by God. It's corny, I know, but it will always be true. He cares for you. 
And no matter what happened yesterday, we are a new creation in him today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. And as always, spread love and live chosen. So, um, I didn't know if I was going to do this or not, but I really wanted to give a special thanks to everybody who was, um, super helpful in the production stage of this pretty much. Um, and I wanted to thank my Instagram followers, um, cause I got like 83 in like a week and I did not think it was even going to grow that fast. So I wanted to give a special first name shout out to, uh, everyone who followed me on there. Um, I don't know why Instagram put it in an alphabetical order, but um, here goes. Thank you to Adriana, Alessio, Aubrey, Bianca, the Broward Church, Carolina, Chase, Comfort, Corey, my mom, uh, Daniel, David, Deanna, Demlade, Devanedra. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Devendra, Devon, the other Devon, em- Eden, Emily, Gio, Kaylin, Ian, Ife, my brother Ife, Isabella, Jason, Janina, Jared, Jasmine, the other Jasmine, Jaden, Joshua, Julia, Kareem, Carlin, Katie, Kimberly, Coma, Lenz, Lauren, Lukens, Miguel, Nadine, Nico, Naya, Odin, Olivia, the other Olivia, the other other Olivia, the other 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 Olivia, Paul, Rachel, Rebecca, the other Rebecca, Robin, Salman, Sam, Simone, Spencer, the other Spencer, Thor, Timothy, Vanessa, and Sydney. Thank you, guys. And a very special thanks to my dad, um, who's the one who had the original idea that I should start a podcast. When he first, you know, told me that maybe I should after I was talking about it, um, I was like, heck no, absolutely not. Can't do it. I don't even, I I can't envision it. Um, And then it came to fruition. So, um, yeah, this wouldn't have been possible without him. So thank you, dad.